Mayor Shirelli, thank you for spending some time with us on Chin Radio, and uh, uh, it's going to be interesting to hear uh, what you have to say about uh, the past uh, exciting year here in Ottawa. Uh, Ernie Tannis is with me. This is our cross-cultural talk program on Chin Radio. This is not the first time you've appeared as a guest, and again, we thank you for your time. Well, it's a pleasure for me. Thank you. Thank you, Your Worship, Bob Shirelli, Mayor of Ottawa, uh, for taking time out of your holiday to, um, to, to phone in to do a year-end review. I want to thank uh, your staff and Andy Kusiapia. I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. He called me at 7 this morning. They're right on the ball there. Yeah, okay. Uh, it's a great group. Um, uh, Mayor Shirelli, I thought that in the half hour we have with you uh, today to discuss three things about the city. One is something about the brief history of Ottawa for our listeners, maybe anything you want to share about that, some statistics um, uh, that um, that come to your mind about the city that that stands out for you, and some personal reflections that, you know, you and the, the Gary and I might have about life in the city, and, and then to talk about the 150th anniversary year, what you felt the highlights were, what things didn't occur that were hoped for, yeah. and what lessons were learned. I want to talk about your leadership, and lastly, what is going to face council the next year or two? And 150 years from now, what would you want the history to show about the city and your tenure? So maybe we can start at uh, um, about the city of Ottawa. What stands out in your mind about the history of this city and its role in Canada and elsewhere? And any statistics you want to share with the listeners? Well, first of all, you know, you mentioned the uh, 150th anniversary of the city of Ottawa. And uh, that's probably a good starting point to, to talk about uh, some of the things we're so proud of today. Uh, back 150 years ago, uh, just before Bytown became the city of Ottawa, I think it was the London Times, I chose Ottawa, or Bytown then, uh, with a population of about 10,000, as one of the most lawless cities in the world. Uh, it was a lumberjack town, and, uh, you know, a lot of people can relate to... Um, the Wild West with sheriffs and uh, uh, lawlessness and uh, rustlers and uh, train robbers and so forth. Well, you know, Bytown, the city, was, was of that ilk. It was, uh, was uh, that type of, uh, uh, I guess, wild north rather than wild west. And when you fast forward to uh, the beautiful city of Ottawa that we have today, you know, it is uh, it is uh, noted as one of the uh, safest uh, in terms of uh, crime, public safety, uh, in in the world. Uh, indeed, uh, after nine uh, eleven, there was a G eight conference that was scheduled for for India, and uh, they had they 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 felt uh, unsafe in certain parts of the world, and they moved that uh, conference to Canada on uh, about six weeks' notice because uh, they knew that we were a peaceful country and. Uh, uh, that we had the administrative skills to uh, to manage that type of uh, that type of issue, uh, or if you look at uh, Mercer's international consulting report over the last couple of years, which describes Ottawa as uh, one of the cities out of about 250 that have been sampled worth worldwide that had the highest and best qualities of life. Uh, we finished in the top uh, 20 overall, and uh, we finished in the top five or six in some categories. Um, and uh, that is that is very uh, very exceptional uh, when you consider that we we won out against <clears throat> such cities as uh, Paris and Washington and uh, and New York City uh, or Parent Parent Magazine, uh, which is a Canadian magazine which uh, uh, selected the city of Ottawa as the uh, best city in Canada in which to raise a family. 
those, those are exceptional, and there's, there's a lot that happened between the lawlessness of Bytown and the, uh, the city of Ottawa that we know today. And uh, basically, it, it's, uh, it's community leadership. We've had tremendous leadership uh, across the board uh, over, the, uh, over the decades in Ottawa to help build this wonderful city that we have. Uh, one of the, uh, the aspects of the, the demographics of, of the city of Ottawa, it's, uh, it's a reality in many Canadian cities, but it's been very well received and very well nurtured here in Ottawa, and that's a whole question of, uh, of uh, the diversity uh, of Canadian cities. Uh, we take in close to 10,000 uh, newcomers a year, people who come here from, from other countries for, for whatever reason, uh, the third and fourth languages now in in our city are uh, are Arabic and uh, Mandarin. Uh, they're almost tied, um, you know. So uh, uh, we've come a long way from uh, from the French and English of Bytown to uh, yes, still respecting the uh, that duality that uh, that uh, duality of culture and language here in the national capital region. But we've also welcomed into that. Uh, this uh, tremendous diversity and uh, what what makes um, Ottawa special and maybe Canada in some respects is that uh, we've been able to uh, manage that diversity and that inflow much better than any other country in the world. And so uh, it has become a tremendous asset for us. Mayor Shirelli, you know, you touched on something about raising a family in the city, and uh, I know both Ernie and I have been blessed to, uh, to have been here all of our lives and uh, we've raised our families here and uh, uh, as you have as well and I know in in this uh, career that I've enjoyed over the past almost 40 years you know many would ask uh, geez why haven't you gone to Toronto or Montreal or Vancouver and those big markets and make big money well there's a lot more to money to the, to life than just money and I think having raised a family here is uh, had a lot to do with my uh, decision and my wife's decisions to uh, let's stay in Ottawa it's a great city it's a clean city and as you said Bob it's a safe city and I can only you know I I think of and we're all concerned about what's going on in Toronto and they must be looking at us and saying wow you guys in Ottawa really have a a wonderful city in which to live, and it must make you must get calls from different mayors saying, "Geez, what are you guys doing right up there?" <laughs> well, we do. Uh, we do have uh, we do have uh, mayors and uh, elected officials come in and uh, want to see uh, how we're doing things and what we're doing. Um, it's it's a very unique city, uh, you know, and uh, it was unique uh, when it was selected uh, capital of Canada in 1857. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was actually a competition. There was like uh, bidding for uh, for the Olympics uh, between Montreal, Kingston, Ottawa, and I think Toronto as well. Uh, and they were they were putting in uh, bids and submissions to uh, to Queen Victoria uh, to pick uh, each of them as the capital. And they picked uh, they picked the city of Ottawa. And 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 it was it was almost a diplomatic choice, but also a very a uh, very forward-thinking choice because uh, Queen Victoria picked it because uh, it was on the border of, uh, of Lower and Upper Canada. It was uh, the uh, uh, French uh, history and heritage in Quebec and uh, the English heritage and history in, uh, uh, in Ontario. Uh, and it was seen as, uh, as bridging uh, the two founding races. Um, and uh, we, we have... Um, we, as, as the capital of Canada, we've been able to uh, 
to make those bridges, build those bridges, uh, work with the federal government and, and the city in creating the, the type of uh, city that we like to call every Canadian second hometown. Uh, it's part of the culture here. Um, and uh, you spoke about uh, being born here and appreciating it and wanting to stay here, and, and that's certainly my sentiment. But we have some significant number of Ottawans who left Ottawa, and uh, they, they love to come back because there, there's something here that's special. And uh, because we are a federal, a federal capital, we have a lot of people moving here to work, uh, and a lot of them come here with the idea that, uh, you know, it's temporary, it's for two years or five years, it's a uh, step uh, in their career advancement, and they decide to stay here because they just fall in love with the city for so many reasons, which we can talk about throughout the, uh, throughout the program. Indeed. Well, the, um, the many, many aspects come to mind. You're like a walking encyclopedia this morning, your Mayor, so it's great to, to get that information, get it on tape too. Um, Max Keeping once said that... Um, Ottawa, uh, in terms of charitable giving, I think he said it was a, one of the top, or the top in Canada, one of the top in North America. I, and, and when he said that, I felt it was amazing. But when you look around the city and all the charitable causes, it can look at Capital Style Magazine every three months and see it all. What, what do you see from your vantage point about that kind of sort of generosity from a, from a city of just over a million people? And there seems to be every night something going on every day. Well, there, there is. And uh, we... Um We've upgraded our, our calculation. We, we were saying that uh, the city of Ottawa contributes a million dollars a week to charities, but uh, that is probably closer to a million and a half dollars per week that we give to charities. And uh, certainly I receive invitations to, to most of the uh, charitable events as mayor. Um, and uh, the, the, the generosity, uh, the, the strength of volunteerism, the engagement in the community is exceptional. I would have to say that this, this, this is probably among the best cities in the world for that type of uh, engagement with volunteers. And uh, you mentioned Max Keeping's name. You know, there's something very special about this community as well, and that is the level of community engagement uh, from the media is, is spectacular. Yeah. Uh, when you look at Max, Max has has uh, one of the ha- highest uh, audience uh, participations uh, per day uh, in the city of Ottawa, and he uses that station as a platform mm-hmm. to community build. He focuses on community, and he engages it himself. He's out there. If you take Gary uh, yourself, Gary Michaels, uh, the the number of of events uh, that you participate in, etc., or if you take. Uh, uh, Steve Madeley and Lowell Green, for example, uh, they may be controversial in, in some of their uh, fair comment uh, that they engage because they're, they're a talk radio show, but uh, notwithstanding that, they are there in the community. Uh, Stuntman Stu now, uh, a new a new addition uh, to, uh, to the over the last uh, uh, six or eight years. Uh, again, he, he's out there and uh, he's, he's just... Uh, promoting these uh, these events and participating in them lending his name to it the corporate sector is is exceptional in in contributing to these things as well they all came together incidentally in the ice storm when you remember the details day by day in the ice storm the tremendous service that the media did the contributions from the corporate uh, sector uh, the generosity of the people people creating posses Groups of them in in neighborhoods going door to door to find out if there were seniors uh, uh, 
uh, isolated in their homes, etc. That that basically brought it all together and said, "Bang, that's Ottawa." Um, so it, it is a very special city. And you know, you mentioned uh, uh, Bob, the the media people, and although we compete in this business, and yet uh, when it comes time to unite. Whether we're with a, a one station or another, or one uh, newspaper or another, it really doesn't matter. We all care about Ottawa, and uh, and I think that's very, very important. You hit you hit something else that's very special in Ottawa that does not exist in other cities. What's that, Bob? And that is there's 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 little sense of adversity and competition amongst the different. Uh, elements in the in in the community uh-huh. uh, sure you're going to have a radio station compete with another radio station etc but there's there's that additional sense of collaboration which is exceptional you take our high-tech industry it employs again over seventy thousand people uh... it's canada's high-tech capital uh... there's a sense of collaboration and partnership there's a sense that if one of them does well they all do better mm-hmm. they don't put each other down uh, they support each other when they can. Uh, you just alluded to that in the media. Uh, volunteer groups come together as well. Uh, and uh, whether it's at the United Way or cancer fundraisers, etc., there's that sense of collaboration and coming together as a city that, uh, that is very special. It's hard to put your finger on what created that other than something back there decades and decades ago uh, came together, and there was the right chemistry, there was the right karma there that, that, that made it become the type of city that it is today. But uh, it's something special, and we have to work at keeping that. Well, if I may uh, uh, say that somebody could uh, plant seeds very well a long time ago, but they have to be nurtured. And um, I think that you're, um, ever since I, I think first met you when you chaired the Alternative Dispute Resolution uh, committee for the uh, Government of Ontario, the All-Party Committee in 1990, where, which I was uh, honored to be a witness. I've always said since then, I've told many people that Bob Shirelli uh, exemplifies what um, scholars in the States were calling facilitative leadership. So the consensus that you talk about has to be nurtured by the leadership. And one of the, for that aspect, when was on the ADR show, Ottawa was the first city to have court and next mediation. Ottawa was the first city to have high school mediation. Uh, Ottawa was the first city where the police worked with kids on conflict prevention, conflict resolution. The leadership in these areas of of, of uh, is is very vital. When you look at all the diversity, as you talk about, uh, to think something's not going to happen in your own backyard uh, can be a little bit dangerous. And it, it seems to me we've had Larry Hill on the show, we've had other leaders on the show, Mr. Mayor. The kinds of th- consensus building and conflict prevention thinking, and um, you you get all the stakeholders together. That kind of uh, thinking, that forward thinking, it's like fire prevention, seems to me to be the kind of leadership you exemplify, the kind of council that we seem to have, the kind of city we seem to have. Do you want to comment on that kind of philosophy, you know, just for our listeners in terms of w- what they do in their own homes, what they do in our community in terms of making sure in the future we have, we keep what we have? Well, first of all, let, let me speak as, as an elected official and particularly as mayor. Um, one thing that uh, that I learned growing up in Ottawa uh, was a tremendous community leadership that's out there, tremendous creativity, uh, and and that comes from a whole series of, uh, of, uh, of of reasons. Part of it is the diversity we have. Part of it is the demographic. We have the uh, the highest level of post secondary uh, um, uh, graduates of any city in Canada. 
we've uh, we've got we've got a mix of uh, of uh, creativity and uh, participatory philosophy that's there, and so uh, as mayor, uh, I I I have to try to, uh, to capture that, uh, to try to facilitate that, and um, I I have an open door policy, and and I when people come in with ideas. Or if I'm talking to somebody at a social event or at a cancer fundraiser or something, and they say, "You know what? This would be a great idea for Ottawa." I listen, and I I put it in my memory bank, and then uh, or or alternatively, uh, I will challenge the person and say, "Well, why don't we bring people around the table and let's make something happen?" Let's take, for example, the uh, what we're into right now, uh, the Bell Capital Cup, the uh, the Ottawa International Hockey Festival. Yeah. Um, that came from a facilitative process back when I was first elected uh, regional chair. Actually, uh, it came from uh, from uh, some people talking around the table about uh, the uh, Pee Wee Hockey Tournament in in Quebec City, uh, and with just the thought that, uh, well, you know what, we've got a hockey a hockey city here. We could probably create something as good, if not better, than that. So I registered that it was you know it was not my idea i registered that in the back of my mind and then i put that out as something that we should be initiating um, as as a community a uh, number of months later and i brought to the table yes max keeping and serial leader uh, the president of the ottawa district hockey association etc and we had a rap and a number of others and and we had a rap session we said you know what uh, I think that we can create the biggest international hockey tournament in the world right here. We've got we've got the the infrastructure in terms of arenas. We've got people who love hockey, experienced coaches, volunteers, very very active minor hockey uh, system. And so um, I accessed about five thousand dollars from our economic development unit. We got a consultant. We did a study. And we we picked the, uh, the the stream or the niche where we thought that uh, that uh, there was no significant international hockey tournament of that type, and so we got the results back, and we decided we set a goal for five in five years we would have the largest international hockey tournament in the world, and we put that board of directors together, we reached out to the hockey community, we. We, we married the partnership between the senators, uh, the city of Ottawa, the minor hockey organizations, etc., and we created it. What we're seeing now is exceptional. 7,000 young people aged uh, 9 to 12 or 9 to 13 years of age coming here now from, from all countries in the world. It's an unbelievable experience that helps to add to that quality of life. You know, Parents are excited about it. Kids are excited about it. We've got teams in now from China and Russia and Germany and and uh, Finland. Uh, One hundred from the U.S. They come to Ottawa. They come to Ottawa because there's something great. There's something. There's some chemistry here happening. Um, and because and that's because of the people. That's not because of political leadership. Because of Sarah Leader, it's because of the the mom and dad volunteers uh, who man the arenas and and make this thing happen, make it an experience uh, for these visitors. Uh, it's for the media who are who are playing this up. If you look at the Ottawa Sun, the Ottawa Citizen today, uh, the excitement, the smiles on everybody's faces. 
man, that's fantastic. That's that's human chemistry that's happening. You know, it's great, uh, Bob, because I, I, I'm just recall just a couple of days ago watched a, a clip on CJOH and uh, they were chatting with some of these youngsters and uh, they were asking one of the local kids so how do you feel about uh, you know these players coming in from Russia and other parts of the world he said oh it's really great he said uh, a couple of guys are staying at my house we don't understand each other we can't speak their language but we'll go down and we'll play Nintendo and we're having fun so you know it really it helps celebrate a diversity as well doesn't it it's wonderful yeah. somebody told you, me you, once you, I- you also asked about numbers earlier yes 7,000 participants, 7,000 kids play in that tournament. Wow. That's more people than participate in the Commonwealth Games. Hmm. That's an incredible story of imagination, implementation, the chemistry. Somebody told me once in Ottawa's, in the city of Ottawa, unlike any other city in the world, I, I never knew if this was true or not, that it captures probably most cultures, most ethnic groups, most, most diplomacies, than anywhere else because it's the one place where pe- people are, are are safe to come and, and collaborate within a, just within two miles of the uh, of the city. It's a it's a snapshot of, of the world. Would you would you think that's an exaggeration or? Well, you know, um, we 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 uh, let me let me use a very simple example here. Um, I I go to speak to grade five classes. The grade five classes, there's a unit on government. They study federal government, uh, provincial government, municipal government, and they try to get MPs and MPPs and municipal politicians to go in as part of the curriculum. And uh, I'd say once every seven or eight weeks, uh, I go into a grade five class. Uh, I went into a grade five class in Alta Vista. Like, this is not an inner city, uh, multicultural uh, neighborhood sort of thing. Uh, it's Alta Vista, which is mainstream uh, community, as you're going to find in Ottawa. And the principal told me that out of those eight grades of elementary school, there were over 100 languages, 100 individual languages spoken. <laughs> wow. Um, give you another, another example. Again, I'm going to, uh, uh, to uh, speak to a grade five class in Canada. Uh, it's... Um, uh, Donahue, the basketball coach. What's his first name? Jack. Jack, Jack Don. Jack Donahue uh, Elementary School, yeah. named after Jack. And uh, I get there a little bit early, so I'm sitting there with uh, with my staff person who was who was driving. Uh, and so we decided just to park outside, and uh, we didn't want to get in too early. And uh, we just noticed uh, the the kids and the parents coming in, and we said, you know what? Let's do a count. And we counted. Sixty-five percent of the people over a twenty-minute period walking into that school, either parents or teachers or students, were visible minorities. Uh-huh. That is in Canada. That is a new subdivision <laughs> in Canada. Yeah. Or uh, the time I went to an opening of a new uh, City View childcare in uh, South Nepean, Barhaven South, brand new neighborhood. There were eighteen uh, starting students uh, who were at this event. And we counted 14 visible minorities. Wow. Um, so that's the Ottawa of today. This, this is truly an international city. Uh, part of it comes from the fact that uh, we have the diplomatic corps here, the federal government here. Uh, there's, there's a sense of dynamic of, uh, of uh, uh, the diplomatic community, uh, of it being international. 
there's there's also a sense of uh, of opportunity and hope in Ottawa that uh, people want to come here. Uh, a lot of it, uh, the more educated, uh, because there's a very very significant number of people work in high tech. Uh, a lot of people come uh, uh, to uh, to the universities uh, as well. There, there's uh, there's a, there's a, a, an open sense of uh, welcoming. Uh, uh, in in that industry and uh, in academia, and so uh, people can come here and and they feel they're coming to a safe, pleasant, happy, prosperous city uh, where they can uh, where they can uh, enjoy their profession um, in 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 what is becoming a world class city. Just want to remind uh, folks who may have just tuned in that they are listening to uh, Ottawa Mayor Bob Shirelli, who was kind enough to uh, spend some time with us today on Chin Radio on our cross-cultural talk program. And we're kind of looking over this past year, the year that was 2005, uh, the year in which we celebrated Ottawa's 150th anniversary. Uh, we still have a couple of more days to party, Bob. Are you doing anything special New Year's Eve? Well, just a very... Uh small group of personal friends getting together to spend the evening. Great. Well, the, um, a little bit of downtime for me. <laughs> you deserve it. You deserve it. Yeah. 97.9 FM, I got a, uh, you know, uh, your worship, uh, Chin Radio, is probably another example of that, that multiculturalism, that diversity. It's a family here. Thanks to Gary, they've opened this uh, ADR program. I don't know of any other media outlet that does it. Today's our 48th show. Yes. Um, and through this one hour every week, I certainly am getting reintroduced to things, groups that I've known for a long time, like Reach and Circle of Canadians that uh, you've been involved with, among many, many others. And you talk about CJOH, JJ is always at our annual auction and so many other people. And uh, uh, you learn things. Like on, on the first show in January, we have the Multi-Faith Housing Initiative, which I never <laughs> knew existed. i yeah. got to thank Gay Richardson and for sending me the website and Ruben Friedman is bringing in three guests and it's just never ending revelation of the the word that comes to me uh, Mr. Shirley Bob Shirley um, is caring this city has a philosophy of caring uh, I, I don't know what other word to think of I mean if you were asked to give some descriptions we've used so many words today does that word um, maybe pick up on some of the the emotion or the the feeling that uh, people have when they come here. Well, I think uh, I think that captures uh, very much uh, of of what we are uh, as a community, um, and uh, we see it we see it everywhere. You see it in uh, you know whether it's tsunami relief and uh, um, uh, you know youngsters six and seven years of age going door to door doing collections. Uh, something that we never saw, um, Ernie and Gary, when or we didn't see very much of it anyway when we were in high school, for example. Mm-hmm. High schools now do unbelievable fundraising for charitable causes, and they, they and they raise large sums of money. They raise uh, sixty, seventy thousand dollars through through the Terry Fox Run uh, High School in uh, in the uh, in the Osgoode area where. Uh, uh, they uh, all the students shaved their heads. Uh, they raised uh, sixteen or eighteen thousand uh, dollars for cancer research because uh, uh, to be in empathy with uh, with a young a youngster from their community. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you see that that type of thing emerging emerging everywhere. But you also see it one on one. You see people, uh, you know, uh, delivering meals on wheels. And uh, well, let's take uh, let's take. Uh, a Christmas day at the Newport. Yeah. Um, I mean, I spent uh, a few hours there as I do every Christmas day. And uh, we had people from across the city coming in, uh, picking up meals and, and delivering as volunteers. 
to take to uh, people who uh, couldn't get out, uh, people who were alone at home. Uh, and there was a steady stream coming in of people picking up uh, meals uh, from Moe's Newport Restaurant and uh, uh, delivering them out on Christmas Day. These are just ordinary folk who said, you know what, it's Christmas and I want to do some giving. And uh, they volunteered and, and they showed up and they did it. And, of course, uh, Mo has a whole team that, uh, that is there that does this every, every Christmas Day. Uh, the Carlton uh, the Carlton Pub does it. Uh, the uh, uh, Heart and Crown down here in the market did oh, it this absolutely. year. Oh, absolutely, they all do it. Uh, yeah, you know, Bob, when you referred to the high school kids, and I think, and it's wonderful. It's a really nice sense uh, for for folks our age, particularly my age, and I look look to the future. And uh, this city and this country is going to be in pretty darn good hands, I think, when you have that kind of leadership and caring from from the youth of today. I just I was doing some thinking, you know, before I went on the uh before we started this show to to try to capture you know what what makes this the city special and uh, we grew up through the uh the mad uh, expansion of the city into suburbia and uh there were um uh I came up with uh, four names or four families uh the Astleys with Astley construction. Yeah. Uh, Nadalny's with Urbandale, Compo, um, who hasn't been around lately, but was was very significant when when it was active, mm-hmm. and the Greenberg family from Minto. Right. Um, together, they virtually built the city that we have come to know from the mid fifties uh, through to uh, to two thousand. Let's take let's take that era. Uh-huh. Um, and what what really marked these individuals was what they gave back to the community, the leadership they had in the community. They had a stake in this community. They weren't carpetbagger business people, and maybe that that term is a little bit derogatory. But they were they were they were people who had roots in this community. They they came from immigrant parents, uh, and uh, they 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 established themselves as business leaders. And you look at Still, the fundraising that is being done, the the uh, the generosity that we see from uh, from the Ashley family, the fundraisers, uh, from uh, Herb Nadalny who uh, who just passed away uh, several months ago, mm-hmm. uh, and from the Greenbergs. The Greenbergs uh, celebrated their fiftieth anniversary uh, uh, this year as as a company. Uh, that's one third of the history. All of these individuals have been active and have been creating that type of mentoring and leadership for fully one-third, the last one-third of the history of the city of Ottawa. And that's the type of leadership that uh, that uh, that has helped to make out of the city what we have today. And uh, uh, we have to respect those business leaders for, for doing that. You know, Bob, you... Um, uh when you mention that, it sort of opens up my mind and heart to so many things I mean, I, that Gary and I can relate to. And I know you can. I know whenever I have a chance to introduce you, which I've had that honor many times, you know, I say, What's, it's great to have a Lebanese uh, fellow introducing a good Italian. And you said, yeah, but the Lebanese have all the uh, Italian restaurants. But um, uh, I think about the Lebanese population. Every culture has its own leadership. But in yeah. my own family, the Tannis food distributors and yes. and the the village of Farmishki is they're more here than they are in Lebanon. And I went to Lebanon for the first time with my beautiful wife Yumna last year. And I, in my own life, in my own culture, the contribution of that community and uh, that family 
uh, what they give back to the community and the, the richness and I think the economic development. And so, I mean, you could probably, I'm sorry we only have the, the few minutes we have and uh, I'm sure we could talk all day and it would go by quickly, but could, that leadership is really a mirror of you could probably look at, from your vantage point, you must just be, I could tell the passion in your voice, you know, you're not just the mayor of the city, you're an individual that cares yourself and you, these oh, these cultural groups, these business leaders, their families, whether whether it's in their uh, churches or synagogues or uh, mosques or, or temples or whatever, it must be so inspiring for you, notwithstanding all the challenges you face every day, to, as you thought about before the show, when you think about this, that leadership is just rampant everywhere, isn't it? Well, you know, you know, when you look at the, uh, the, um, the, the reason, the rationale, the motivation, the drive that brought um, the the new Canadians uh, to Ottawa, they 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 didn't come here uh, to be uh, temporary residents. They came here to raise their families and create a future uh, for their families. Uh, we all know how hard our parents worked to to make sure that uh, that we had a future. Um, and uh, you mentioned uh, the I guess you you might use the word the clans, the 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 families that came over here and and settled. Uh, they came here to to contribute uh, to create um, uh, the type of community that would be great for family. We talked about uh, what a great uh, family city Ottawa was a few moments ago. Well, I visited. Uh, the little town uh, in Calabria where where my parents were born in uh, in May. I, I, I was down, I took a visit with uh, with my, two of my daughters, my two younger daughters, and uh, it's a town now of about 1,100 people, um, and virtually every single member, every single person living in that town, that little village, has a relative in the city of Ottawa. Wow. There's, while there's 1,100 people, there are 1,100 people living in that little village, Cleto, C-L-E-T-O, uh, in Calabria. There are more than 6,000 descendants of that town in the city of Ottawa, and uh, they 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 are uh, they are in tune with their roots, but they are the proudest of Canadians. And uh, you know Ernie and and Gary that uh, that uh, people you know from the from the Lebanese community, uh, they love this country, and and they still have that that sense of uh, of connection uh, to the culture or the religion of of their homeland, and that's what makes this country very very special, because the people generally who come here from other lands end up loving this country, uh, being strong nationalistic Canadians, and there's no incongruity, there's no conflict with them still having that sense of connection uh, culturally and, uh, or, or by religion uh, to the country of origin that they have. Uh, I think that's something that defines uh, Canada as something very, very special. Well, you know, um, everyone's looking for an identity. It sounds as we talked that Ottawa does not have an identity crisis. You know, when, and you, when you talk about the different cultures, you think of uh, uh, Molotola, you think of Dave Smith, you think of all the different cultures they represent, but they're Canadian citizens. And everyone, um, as you speak, you know, I'm reminded of 
locally here, Justice Giovanna Rocambo just got appointed to the Superior yeah. Court of Justice. When she spoke last year at a circle event, she did what you did, Bob. She went back to her Italian roots says, I come here and now I'm a judge of the Superior Court. She feels a commitment to that. She's doing a great job on the bench. Or you think of Rain Titian, may God bless him. Um, he was honorary chair of REACH and here is comes from Ukraine and he becomes the Governor General, Minister of Justice. I mean, the stories are endless as you open up this topic. Um, it's a wonderful thing, and it makes Ottawa very unique, even from that angle. Well, you know, we would be hard-pressed to find another country that has, in its federal parliament, in, in, its, in, in, its, uh, in its state government, national government, the type of diversity that we have in our federal parliament, uh, where you have, um, you know, reasonable numbers of people from uh, from all different ethnic groups, uh, people who were born outside the country uh, and have come back, uh, have come to uh, to Canada and uh, uh, planted new roots here and uh, have become community leaders and have been elected to, you know, the parliament of, of the country. Uh, that is very, very exceptional. Um, and that also is part of the strength of Canada today, that, that we could talk with credibility to the world about how the world should be living together because we're doing it in our own country uh, and we're doing it with with uh, individuals from from uh, virtually every country uh, um, uh, around the world so um, I mean th- that is another thing that makes Canada distinctive in, in the sense that Ottawa is is the home of the Parliament uh, we get a lot of that by osmosis as well and uh, that, that adds to, uh, to the city's uh, diverse strength. You know, one of the examples that manifests that that probably isn't well known, and uh, once again, on behalf of, uh, if I could, Gary and Shin Radio, thank you again for taking time. We said we'd take half an hour, and in a few more minutes, we'll have taken 45 minutes, and we'll, um, we'll have to let you go. But we do appreciate this extra time you're giving us. But when you mentioned Queen Victoria, I thought of Victoria Island, and maybe unbeknownst to a lot of people, Victoria Island was scheduled for some pretty extensive litigation and some other issues that came up, but when you, hopefully we'll have on the station one day, Architect Cardinal, mm-hmm. um, how that issue got resolved. It didn't get any media attention because it was resolved in a peaceful manner. It was resolved very creatively, and um, I used to get frustrated about the media uh, just reporting all the, the gore and, and the blood and the bullets instead of the solutions. But, you know, if it's intelligent and long-lasting, it's hard to uh, report, but <laughs> that, must ha- that happens so often in Ottawa, I think, too, that when you think of the um, lack of attention on, on those fronts, uh, there's a, that's another angle here. There's something happening around that uh, that allows us to come to those kind of solutions, as you say, as a model. Yes, and, uh, you know, we're, we're very proud of, uh, of uh, the Algonquin uh, roots, uh, the Algonquin nation that, uh, that really uh, occupies and uh, owns... Uh, uh, and and has uh, activities on uh, Victoria Island, um, and uh, you know we were talking about uh, the, the the giving city, the caring city that we have. Well, of course, uh, we we received about 270 uh, residents from Kashechewan mm-hmm. um, when uh, when they had to uh, leave uh, their reserve in uh, northern Ontario, um, and uh, we have a very very large. Um, First Nations population here in the city as well. Uh, the numbers are up uh, close to thirty thousand people. Um, 
Uh, a lot of them are uh, federal government employees and uh, very, very uh, participatory uh, in the community. But uh, we had uh, two uh, two organizations, um, uh, the uh, Odawa Friendship Center um, and uh, the um, First Nations uh, uh, Community Resource Center um, that uh, really uh, were very, very instrumental in receiving uh, those 270 uh, First Nations people from Kasechewan. And uh, many of them were ill. Uh, they were looked after, and uh, they were received uh, with open arms. And uh, it was truly very, very exceptional. And, um, uh, it, and again, it kind of uh, put the, uh, the brand on Ottawa as, as a city that is caring and that can mobilize itself uh, when it needs to, to, to help people. And as you, um, and I'm so glad that we uh, made reference to the Aboriginal peoples because we often forget our roots, and I'm glad you took us back yeah. to that yeah, historical the, the, route. Yeah, the, the Wabano um, um, uh, Community Health uh, Center on Montreal Road, uh, which normally would uh, serve uh, First Nations people who are in Ottawa, uh, opened its doors uh, to, uh, to all of the... Uh, the, the uh, Temporary residents that we received here, um, and the Adawa Friendship Center. Similarly, they uh, they they got together there uh, for dinner every night. There was uh, uh, there were uh, Aboriginal uh, uh, entertainment that was there, and uh, there were again volunteers from across the city who came in and helped out in, in many ways. It's sort of reminiscent of uh, the uh, what they call the Bolt people, and many many years ago. Absolutely. Uh, in a couple of minutes, we have. Let me. Um, Something just came to me, which I want to um, share, and then I'd maybe ask you, uh, Mayor Shirelli, to look forward to the next 150 years or next year and see what you would like history to record. One thing that comes to me, uh, when my work with the Mohawks in Akwesasne during their civil strife in 1990, I learned so many things, but one was an elder who taught that each culture is like a flower and one day the world should be a beautiful bouquet. Ottawa now sounds to me like a bouquet. Um and I'm uh, wondering if you want to uh, comment um, about your vision for the future, what kind of legacy uh, you would like to leave, and uh, how you see Ottawa interacting in Canada and other things in the world uh, as global citizens. Well, a city is where we live, and it needs to be livable. It needs to be livable and welcoming to all different components of society. And we should always keep that forefront in our minds. A city to be livable also needs to be economically prosperous. We have to have jobs. We have to be able to generate wealth. We have to be able to uh, generate the investments to, to sustain the growth that, uh, that naturally occurs in, in larger cities. And uh, without being definitive, I would say that uh, if... 50 years from now or 150 years from now, uh, the residents of the day can say that uh, this is the best city in Canada in which to live and raise a family. That is the success of the city. And I think we have the, the resources, the human resources, the in community engagement, the community leadership to sustain that in the long run. But uh, we have to keep talking about it. Uh, and we have to inculcate that into the, the young people who are born and are raised in this community and people who move here uh, from, from, uh, from other countries 
need to learn uh, and trust uh, that this is the type of city we have and willingly participate in it. Uh, I think uh, just to, to wrap up, Mayor Shirelli on uh, Chin Radio, uh, it would be kind of nice to see the names of the Ottawa Senators on uh, this year's Stanley Cup, too, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, you know, we're, we're hell-bent for it this year, uh, you know, but uh, at the end of the day, uh, on any given day, uh, you know, the, uh, uh, any one of the top ten teams can beat any of the other ten, ten top teams, and uh, if we get into the Stanley Cup playoffs, I'll be happy. If we win the Stanley Cup, I'll be a lot happier. I guess. Mayor Shirelli, thank you so much again. Uh, uh, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to you and your wonderful children. And uh, uh, I know uh, you're, you're certainly not a stranger to Chin Radio. We look forward to a, to a return visit in the not-too-distant future. Thank you very much. I enjoy the opportunity. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye.